<laughs> Welcome to Burning best way to do it i know don't overthink it wouldn't have to butter you up at no all. no you were ready to you were I'm lubed fucking, up i'm all lube. you are like, lubed no up. fucking joke i'm always lubed up <laughs> i love lube i can't talk if, if, if i if i die and they're like dr emily morris known for putting a lube on every nightstand i would so be okay because lube is the most underrated sex condiment there is do you think it's because the name lube sounds kind of stupid. Yeah, well, there's lube, yeah, lube. All the all sex names are stupid, by the way. Yeah, but lube, lube, even anal. You're like yeah. anal. Like I would like anal, but it's not like anal. But, but lube, lube needs a new marketing they team. Do every, but exactly, it does. <laughs> but you know why lube gets a bad rap? Is because yes, it sounds terrible. However, it's because there's shame around you losing lube because a dude is like. Oh, I didn't turn her on enough, so my dick was probably too small or something, and she mm-hmm. didn't get enough. Mm-hmm. And then the woman feels like, oh, if I have to use lube, then I'm broken. Yeah. But the truth is, is that when you add, first off, your wetness level, we're just going to get into it. Yes. Because your wetness level, here, this is going to like maybe blow some people's mind, is not an indicator of arousal. Meaning, you could be really turned on and not wet, or you could be wet and not turned on. Wow. Because our cycles. I was about to say, yeah, I've definitely been turned on like peeing. And then I'm just like, oh, I'm definitely ovulating because that is heaps of something in my underwear. Exactly. (laughs) But then other times, heaps. You're like, don't need a lube today. But the thing I like about lube, it's kind of like sunscreen. Like, you know, when it's cloudy out and you still could get that suntan, that when you use lube, it's a safety measure. And can you have enough lubricant? Can you ever be too wet? No, I don't think so. I mean, some people, okay, I've used to say that. No, there are some people who get really wet. And but it's like it's lube will never you, hurt the, the lube experience. is never going to hurt. What it's do you think the about stigma. the ones that smell kind of – they have like all these smells? The flavored lubes? Yeah, just, flavored. I like flavored lubes. I like um, System Joe Lube. It's the only ones. They have like creme brulee. <laughs> I'm going to give a plug because we just launched a marketplace on my website, uh-huh. sexwithemily.com, that we've just been working on for like a really long time. Yes. Because after all these years, I was like, I just want to put my favorite products in one place. Yes. And there's literally – okay, so let me talk about flavored lube. It's so good for oral sex. There's one that tastes like creme brulee, mint chocolate, and it's delicious that I literally have in my eyes and I'm like, I eat it. And <laughs> then I'll give a blowjob. Yes, it tastes so good. I feel like sometimes if the lube doesn't smell that great, like it's a weird like strawberry flavor. It smells like I'm fucking a jewel. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, is that mango? Yeah, exactly. Like, you're fucking your vape. No, but um, but no, there are some lubes. I don't know what the smell, but yeah, some smells could be bad, but these, the flavored ones are just delicious. I know but- that once I started using lube, it was like a game changer, and I was definitely one of those people that was like, I don't need lube. Well, right, this is what they say. I am, like, fertile and young and just slipping around, and it's like, let's be honest— you don't always want to have a 30-minute prep sesh to right. get ready. Yeah. It's like the sure thing. You just squirt it on. And, like, finally, there have been studies that show when you add lube to any sexual situation, women are 80%, 80% more likely to orgasm. <gasps> so it's a feminist. It's slippery. It's a feminist organization. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right? And the reason we don't know that is because the patriarchy. So I just want everyone to. Wait, this is amazing. Okay, you guys. We lube. have Dr. On the pod, coming in strong with lube and communication. Yeah. And I do, I did have you on during COVID, like mm-hmm. a while ago. I remember I was already like amazed that I somehow got you on the pod, but I, I just felt like the listeners were obsessed with you. Oh. And there's no one 
as educated and open and kind of that I get along with as well as you to speak on this. So I'm so happy you're here. And you have your I'm new so book. Out today. Yeah. Out, I'll be today. out right now. This is the first, like literally this is today. Like no one could get it till right now. And I'm now obsessed. it's unsexed. It's smart sex. I think I actually, I have, I have it already at home. How to boost your sex IQ and own your pleasure. I think when you say sex IQ, it makes it more like something that you should know. Yeah, exactly. That was the point. I mean, so when I was writing the book, I was like, okay, I'm going to give you all my tips of 20 years is like my top tips. I've been doing my podcast for 18 years, believe it or not. I was like, oh, here's my tip. And then I realized like sex is not just about these tips. It's about your sexual, literally your sex IQ, which has never been done before, never been talked about before. But much much like emotional intelligence in the 90s where people were like, oh, I'm only smart if my SAT scores are high. It was like, no, do you have empathy? Do you have compassion? With smart sex, it shows you that there's so many things that go into being a great lover and it's not about how many people you slept with, how the size of your penis. It's not about your looks. It's really about five pillars of sexual intelligence that I get into in the book. But yes. I, that's what it is, like sex IQ. And I also thought smart sex, like nobody wants to be dumb at sex, right? We want to all get better. It's kind of I'm like always learning too. Sex so. for dummies. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but it's true. I think about what we learned about in school and I'm like, why did no one tell us to pee after sex in school? Right. It was like this rumor going around. You might not be comfortable talking to your parents about it. And next thing you know, it burns when you pee's. When you pees. Yeah. When you pees, it burns. <laughs> when you pees, it burns. <laughs> so I also saw people were talking about a lot of – you dropped a lot of bombs, like beautiful bombs in this book. They were – you mentioned – wait, I'm pulling up exactly. <laughs> Meditate, masturbate, manifest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The triple M. The triple Ms. What in the hell is that? Okay. So here's what it is. We are – you already know how to meditate, right? We meditate even if it's just for a few minutes a day. So this is why I love this. This is a practice that people can do to kind of get what they want in life. It's sort of a merging of your creative energy and your pleasure. So you can meditate and it can be for th three minutes, 10 deep breaths. Because I don't want people to feel like it's another thing to do. Just meditate. And then we all know how to masturbate, I hope. But I am highly a huge fan of masturbation. And then at the moment of orgasm, I want you to manifest. Think about something that you want to happen that as, as if it's already happening. It could be like you're you're dream for your job, your relationship, your life. And the, what happens is that is the most potent, magical energy that happens at that moment. It's like, it's like cultivating creative energy at the moment of pleasure is just bam, you put it out there. And this, this shit works. And people were like, this was in the New York Times the other day. They did an interview with me and there was all these comments like, that's magic. That's not real. And I'm like, yeah. our thoughts become a reality. Yes. So if you think negative thoughts, like sense, I am prone to negative self-talk. Mm -hmm. And I just know that when I turn around my self-talk like shit is so much better so that's what meditate masturbate manifest is I'm make your with that. really like that's if you're ever going to make something happen why not like use your sexual energy which is the most powerful potent energy so i had heard about this in la and i started to do a stand-up <laughs> bit about it where i was like i was like that's crazy i need to try it and that when i'm about to come i yell i want my dad to love me and then it gets really complicated and weird <laughs> But it's whatever you need in that moment. Hey, <laughs> but whatever I, works. I 100%. <laughs> Right. I do. I'm like you. I'm I'm actually so, so hard on myself. Yeah. And the second I realized that I don't have to be hard on myself and I could be nice to myself, it was like I found a cheat code. Mm. Like I was like, wait, you could walk around and not beat yourself up? How did you do it? Yeah. I think it's because it wasn't sustainable anymore. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. it was like, are we going to live like the rest of my life like this? Or can we just stop? Mm. 
Like, that I think I got tired. That's why I think your 30s are so good. You get yes, tired. You're like, you... I don't have the effort to give myself, like, a whole spiel every morning about all the negative things going on in my yeah. life. No, I think that is such a great – and I love that you're you're sharing that because it's like – I was like – I have you have to remember it. And you have to catch your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And they have to realize, like, yeah, they're not serving you. It's exhausting. And then you have to also think, like, I wouldn't talk to my friend like that. Like, mm-hmm. why are we talking to ourselves like that? But that's so liberating. So and liberating I like to talking about that. mental stuff with you because sex is so – integral yes. to your mind. And girls, I've been making this joke and I think it's been going around the internet, the concept of like, we either will come in two minutes or like two business days. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it starts and you're like, this is not going to happen. Exactly. Or you're like, what is the concept behind like when you're first hooking up with a guy and he's like fingering you, getting to that place where you even feel comfortable? Yeah, no, it's such a good question. So so first off, it is integral. The thing about sex is that it's like our brain is the largest sex organ, okay? Let's just yeah. be honest. Like it's not about someone having the right moves and all these things. So so that's what I also talk about in smart sex is like sexual intelligence is that it's mental, spiritual, psychological, all the things. So when a guy, so you're saying when a guy's fingering you, what's ha- what happens? Yeah, like, like when you're first in that moment, I know I get really in my head. Okay. I'm like, oh, is my face partner. looking weird? Okay. <laughs> Am so, I sweating? Right. Do I have any emails in my inbox? Right. <laughs> this is the, this is it. We all so we all like I'd say one of the most top questions I get asked is how do I stay present and focused during sex? Because mm. we're all worried about how do I look? What are they thinking? And first I can tell you, and this might not like believe me, that your partner is not thinking about the things that you're worried about at all. Like there's, I've never had a guy be like, I really liked her until I noticed that she had a nipple that was heading <laughs> south. And that was so bizarre that I decided to end the relationship. Like, That's like, true. like we worry about so many things. And so one of the things is being present with your pleasure. So I think when we can learn to be more, and one of the pillars of sexual intelligence is in being embodied. Like how in my body, am I actually feeling what is happening in the moment? This person, if you can just learn, like, and one of the best tips that I can give you is when you find yourself wandering during sex like that, you're like, okay, this new guy's fingering me. How do I smell? How mm-hmm. do I look? Mm-hmm. To go back to the five senses. And so when you think about your five senses, you're like, okay, what is it actually, if your mind's going on tripping, you're like, what am I feeling? Oh, I'm feeling his finger inside me. That actually feels good. So that would be the feeling. What am I, what am I hearing? Okay, I'm hearing that playlist. What am I smelling? I'm smelling the massage, I'm smelling the candle. I always like light this vanilla candle. So when you go through your senses and if you ground in the moment, you can't be in the past and you can't be in the future mm-hmm. because it's a presence. So that to me is like how I, when my mind is going places, I just think, go back to them. What am I feeling? What am I feeling? I'm feeling his finger inside. Go back to that moment, you know? So, so out of thoughts and more into your feelings. Into your feelings, into your body. Do you feel like sexual compatibility is really important or can you like communicate yourself into being compatible with anyone? I love this question I, I, because I used to think like, okay, so. This is like a multi-layered question. Yeah. And I'm going to say something here. If you don't have attraction ever, like if you were never attracted to the person, yeah. it was never great at the beginning. You didn't have the like honeymoon phase, but you're like, it was never that great and I want to know how to spice it up. That's tricky. Mm. Like that's You can't create it out of nowhere. Like have you ever dated someone where you're like, they're really good on paper. I'm going to try to talk yes. myself into it. Yes. Same. If Sometimes it's not even there, just their pheromones, you're like, I don't yeah. – I can't put my finger on it. You got to listen to that. Like you got to bail. Like you, that relationship is, is not going to work. But if you, like all relationships, over time, it starts to – it's not as hot as it was in the beginning. It's never going to be first off. It's like the first two years of a relationship, it's really hot. Sex is great. And it can always be great, but it starts to just 
take a nosedive after a while. Sex always does. It's our biology. Then you can work on it. Then you can say, like, let's talk about sex. Let's talk about what turns us on. But I think it's hard to. So, but I also want to say this is that the first time you're with someone, because I get asked this all the time, and I'll Mm -hmm. bet when you put on your Instagram, people are like, he was a bad kisser, so I dumped him. Or he was bad in bed the first time, and I dumped him. Do like that, I think, is if you had chemistry, but things went awry. You're probably nervous. You've never been together. Give them another chance. I agree. Multi-layer. I've had like first sex times where I think he was like very nervous or I was nervous. And then like we calmed down and it, it got great. Yeah. But it's also, yeah, you can't call people off too quickly. I also know that some people though, like I've gotten to situations where the guy's like super dominant or like super, super aggressive. And I might not be into that. I'm like, I don't want to yeah. be pushed around right. in the bedroom. So do you recommend being like communicate through that or eh, maybe he's not the right dude for you? Communicate through that. So here's the thing. We all make assumptions a lot of times based on our last partner. Like if some True. guy's dominant with you, he's like, my girlfriend loved when I choked her. Yeah. And then he's with you choking you. You're like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> so this is why like everything I talk about, like great, most of what I talk about in life is about communication. It's, it's, it's a lot of tips, but it's how do I communicate about my needs to a partner? Your partner is not a mind reader. Mm-hmm. They're not going to know what you want. And so you got to communicate your way through it. And my, my tip is to do it outside the bedroom. It's really, unless you're like hard. You. You're like, yeah. don't trust me. You can gently guide them. You can move their hand away. You can say that's, you know, kind of body language is huge. <laughs> but I love the idea of talking about it when you're on a date, when you're just, yeah, not in the bedroom, but definitely talk about your needs. And also, this is not common. Like most people don't talk about their sex life in I was a healthy about way. To say. Most people don't. Not, I would say, and I can say this 99% of couples don't have healthy communications about sex only because they don't know how. Yeah, because I feel like it's pretty much like you live your life and then the lights go off and you fucking wing it mm-hmm. and then like go, goes back on and you're like, do you want anything to eat? <laughs> exactly. You're like, I'm just going to close my eyes and hope for the best. Like, hopefully we figure this shit out. And most people don't because it's so shrouded in mystery. There's so much shame. There's so much embarrassment around sex. So a lot of what I do is I, I teach people tools. Like I actually give scripts in Smart Sex about how to have those awkward conversations about sex. Mm-hmm. How to say like, this is what I need. What What would you like? What, like, how could we make this better? How could we make this hotter? And and again, if people are going, I don't even know, that's okay to not even know what you want. I think that the work I do in this book, but even with your partner, you can figure it out together. We know more than we think. We all, if you've had sex, you can think about what you liked about it and what you didn't like about it. So I help you kind of gather that information and then figure out how to explain that to a partner while also listening to what they want. Yeah. It becomes fun after a while. Well, I was about to say, I think people are not coachable, but like if he tells me something he likes, I'm like, yes, I can do that (laughs) because I can't read your mind. Right. We want the information. Don't you want your partner to tell you? Like we, like our partners, we, they want to know, but I have to tell you when I started out, I, I didn't know, like partners used to say to me, what do you want? Mm -hmm. They'd say like, does that feel good? And I'd say, (laughs) yeah, whatever you're doing feels good. And then they'd say, well, what else do you want? I'm like, ah, you're good. Cause I didn't know what I wanted. And so I had to go on like a journey of myself, which is why I started this career. I was like, what do I want in bed? So, but I do think the right partners are coachable. The right partners are like, hell yes, thank you, thank you. And most men, like the vagina is the Rubik's Cube of life. They're like, I do not know what to do with this thing. So if you're like, hey, I want a finger inside. I don't want a finger inside. I Uh want you to go slower. They're like, thank God. I did read something about advice where it said, when in doubt, go five times slower. Yeah, that's one of my top tips. Yeah. Go slow. Slow. What do you, do you, what do you think about that? No, I completely agree because I make a lot of 
I talk about sex a lot in my stand-up. Yeah. And I do have this bit about like, because I was doing these college gigs and talking to women in their like teens and early 20s. And I'm like, oh no, you guys are having really bad sex right now, aren't you? <laughs> and they start laughing because I remember in my 20s, because you don't know what you want. So- He's jackhammering the shit out of you. Exactly. <laughs> and you're just like, this is sex. And I, I, I think I can handle it. I think you didn't break my pussy. <laughs> You just assume, or he's watched like porn where they're doing uh, like wild porn. stuff. What's your opinion on porn? It's a disaster only because, <laughs> <laughs> like, no offense. Like, I, I do watch porn. I like porn, but porn without sex education is a disaster because <laughs> we're have like let's have no sex education in schools. Teach people nothing but fear, like you might get pregnant or you mm-hmm. might get an STD or here's your ovaries. And then, then, but don't have sex and then go out and have sex and without, and then, and then obviously it's porn. So with no education, it's, or it's misleading information. It's fear-based. Mm-hmm. And then you see porn and you're like, Which is like oh, WWE for sex. WWE for sex. <laughs> you're like, that's not Thank real. Thank you. It's not real. <laughs> I actually want to do something where we're all watching porn together and I stop it and I do like a ring and I'm like, that's not real. Yeah. He's nowhere near her clitoris. Like that's, yeah. she's not really squirting, you know? Okay, so my problem what do you with think? porn is, and I've talked about this a lot in the pod because I'm having, on a porn journey where, like, I'm very – I self-actualize. Like, I like to watch women in porn. Like, I like to watch a girl who looks like me, even just her touching herself because it's, like, safe. Yeah. Where, like, when a guy's involved, I'm like, oh, no, she doesn't like that. Or I'll be like – Or I'll be like, I don't like that he did that, and I don't think she's liking it, and then I can't like it. And so I – I'm in my head about that. And then I'm trying to watch it with my partner, but we're both comedians. So <laughs> we're having so much trouble. Like, ruins the mood every time. <laughs> like, because we, something awkward's happening. We're looking at each other and we're like, <laughs> so then, and then sometimes I joke with my friend that, like, I want to find the right porn to watch together because I think a girl is attractive. Yeah. But then it's like, I don't want him to think she's too attractive. <laughs> Because then I'm like, oh, we're both watching a girl who's, like, really hot. Right. How, that doesn't work it's in just, my, like, straight, black and white, monogamous mind right, of exactly. how I live every day. Ah, oh, yeah, it that's It seems, tricky. like, dirty and crazy, and I didn't think it through. I would think. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what? Have you ever watched any ethical porn? Like, Balesa or Phoebe? I, yes, yes, yes. Or, that um, stuff is Erica good. Or Erica It's like... What I like about this porn, and ethical porn actually sounds so not hot. You're yeah. like, oh, you had me at porn, but then ethical, like, I'm out. It's yeah. not sexy. It just It's a buzzkill. But the thing about ethical porn, it has real body types, like women actually getting pleasure in the way that we want to. It's yes. not jackhammer sex. Yes. And you find, like, different bodies, different ways that might you might find something in there that's a little bit more. Yeah, I'll appealing. be watching porn, and then I'm like, oh, I didn't. No, that hole was – it would yeah. – okay, Jesus Christ. And then I'm, like, completely confused. But then my friend also said that guys have a different arousal with than girls. Like, I want to see the lead-up. I want to see the teasing. I want to see the mind. I want to plot. I want to see are they into it, where guys are, like, just fast forward to when they come. Right. They want the cum shot. Well, what I like about porn, it's so true. That's what they want. Like, like, he's, like, fast forward, and I'm, like, absolutely not. My boyfriend does that to me, fast forward to it. I'm, like <laughs> – we got time. Like, I'm sorry. I don't just want to see like semen coming out of a dick. That right. doesn't not hot. That's not, how am like, I going to come from that three seconds? Right. I want to know how she met the ski instructor that she's <laughs> fucking. Like, how did they meet? Was she good they, in the lesson? <laughs> did she need his help? Right. Was it, it cold? Right. Did they do black diamond? Like, what happened? Like, show me everything. Right. I want. We want the plot. That's. But that. 
that is how this is how men and women are different. In many ways we are so the same. Yeah. Like when I first started this, I was like, oh, we are very different. But no, we all like want similar things. But where it is different is that particular area where a lot of guys are like, I just want the cum shot and we kind of want more of a plot. But it's funny because guys are watching men for that to see a man come. They're self-actualizing too. Mm-hmm. They are kind of sad. Yeah. Like they, they're not watching women masturbate. They want to see a dude have sex with a girl. Isn't that interesting? I guess so. Yeah. That is interesting. We're I like, I would rather just watch a girl. I just like watching girls. But that's common. Most women, not most, it's common for women. Some of women, women's love watching other women have sex. They do. Why like is that's, that? I think it's because it's the kind of sex that we want, maybe when another woman's going down, a woman like, oh, she knows the parts. I think that we all like, I, many of us like oral sex and we like attention being and it feels safe. paid to us. It feels safe and soft and it's fun to watch women's bodies. And yeah. I think it just feels non-threatening. It's so nuanced. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that you said the word ethical before, because when I was going through your book, you had a lot of stuff about like ethical open relationships. Mm-hmm. What is ethical non Ethical, ethical not monogamous. Uh, monogamous. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> okay, well, here's the thing. So I was actually late with Smart Sex getting it to my publisher because I realized at last minute I have to have a chapter on non-monogamy. Mm-hmm. I have to have a chapter on different kinds of relationships because, well, not non-monogamy or ethical non-monogamy has been around for a long time. There's definitely more interest in it right now. More people are being open, polyamorous, Mm -hmm. swinging, all the things. So ethical non-monogamy refers to people in a relationship who decide that they're going to have other lovers. Mm -hmm. And it looks a lot of different ways. So it could be that you are a couple who's married or committed, but you have a partner that you... Um, you have threesomes every once in a while, you know, and you have all these boundaries around it. Like you decide when the person, you know, when you're going to find the person, maybe you're in a thruple. Maybe you are in a polyamorous relationship, meaning that each one of you have other sexual partners, Mm. but you're each other's primary partner. Maybe you just go to sex parties, every play parties once a month or when you Mm -hmm. want to, and you're still open. So, and, but there's a lot of misperception, misconceptions about ethical non-monogamy. And that is, it's for people who want to spice it up. It's for people who, and that can't be further from the truth, like people who are having bad sex in their relationship, do not jump into ethical non-monogamy. That is a fucking disaster. Like, let's just go bang someone else and see how that goes. Like, not going to go well. It's for couples who are like, we are so good and loving and connected, and let's go experiment sex with somebody else. Like, that's what it it is. So do you think that everyone can have this mindset or it's a certain type of person? A certain type. It's not for everybody, but I think the reason why I'm talking about it, and it's funny because I actually got a question this morning that said, I feel so bad that I don't think that non-monogamy is for me and everyone's doing it. I'm like, no, that is not. That's how I am. I'm like, why am I not gay and why do I not want to have multiple partners? I've never had a threesome. Exactly. Well, you know, who knows? Life is still young. It could still happen. But but it's more like, I think it's more like that monogamy doesn't work for a lot of people and it gives people permission to say like, okay, there are other ways to relationship than what society has deemed the only way to relationship, which really monogamy initially was set when women became the property of men, right? Yes. And it was all about like, yeah, property and oh, when men and owning women a virgin and having a virgin, yours. the whole thing. Right, exactly. But like we, but for other people who oh, realize no, like- is the patriarchy controlling my sex life? Yeah. Yeah, they are. 
They are. So it's not feminist of me to be married right now. No. It's not what? <laughs> it's not feminist of me to be married it right is. now. It is. It's feminist for you. To, you are such to a feminist. Choose. To, be, to, choose, to choose. To choose it. And to probably have a very equitable relationship. You Do know? you think that there's a certain type of person that tends to go into ethical non-monogamy? Or is it you really see like a range? You see a range. You really do see a range. But I think it's people who are kind of like, you know what? I love my partner. This is their mindset. Their mindset is that. And I don't know if this is like a personality type. I, w- I wouldn't I wouldn't break it down that way. But it's yeah, like I'm wondering, are, is there like a specific like s- signs in the in astrology that do it or like? <laughs> probably not. I mean, but I think I think it's more like people who are just very open sexually who are like, yeah. you know what? They can understand. There's something called compersion. People in open relationships have this thing called compersion. What it means is I – and these people, it's true. Like I take pleasure from seeing my partner of pleasure. Like I, I – we have such great trust and communication that I love knowing that you went off and had this experience. Or we had a threesome and I loved – I loved watching this person go down on you. And I – because you were so happy in an ecstasy that I wasn't jealous. Yeah. I actually felt this joy from that. And, yeah. And so and, – and it's not that people in open relationships don't have jealousy. They do. But they learn to kind of work through it in a way that they talk about it. They're like, oh, this made me jealous. And then, and then it sort of becomes, you know, usually – because usually jealousy is a great – there's a great lesson in jealousy. Like – yeah, I heard from my friend who's in an open relationship previously on the pod, Ashley Gavin, that once they overcame, like she basically said, hey, I met someone and I actually had feelings for her, but I just want you to know and like I'm not going to talk to her anymore. They worked through it and she was like, it's the closest I've ever been. And then she also got to the concept of feelings, like feelings is that dopamine hit that you get that yeah. I have with this person. So why would I want to like start that over and complicate and lose this like comfortableness. It's it's mm-hmm. it's very it's complicated. complicated but in a fascinating way that like I love that we're thinking about it in a less black and white yeah. way. I, exactly. That's exactly what it is. It's still complicated, but monogamy is complicated for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. People are like, am I supposed to have sex with one person for the rest of my life? Could I see sex as something like as something that's just more like a sport? Like some night, like we went to the theater tonight. Like we went yeah. to a sex party, had sex with other people tonight, and then we went home to each what other. What is a emotions. play party? So a play party is a. We just did a great podcast. Um, if you go to Sex with Emily, I think it's called. What happens at a sex party? Mm-hmm. Something like that. <laughs> Something sex party. And a play party is essentially there's where you have to get be invited. And it's typically couples and single women. Like it's and there are gay ones and there's lesbians and but it's the ones that like that I'm talking to that I but it's like more it's a little bit more hetero, but you know, like it's like a straight couple, perhaps, but again, there's so many different kinds. But yeah. okay, depends the ones I went on to, the... it depends on who you are. But this is a, basically how they go down is this way. No matter actually who you're fucking. No pun intended. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's a lot of going down. It kind of here's the funny thing. It starts like, and I went to one recently, so I can tell you, it starts like a regular party where you and there's one called Kinky Rabbit, which everyone can look up. It's in LA if you want to like apply. Some of them are more exclusive than mm. others. But you get an invitation. They vet you usually. Like, because people are like, oh, great. There's going to be creepy people. It is the most consensual place where you have to like be vetted. There's really strict rules. You're not just going up and like having sex with somebody. You are really asking permission. But anyway, it starts off like a regular party. Sometimes there's costumes. Like the one I went to was like, it was like dress and laundry. It was like, uh, what was the theme again? Like, like nightgown. bedroom, nightgown, sexy things. 
Um, which would make sense for a sex party. Another time was like a Valentine's Day one where like, I, I don't even know. That was also lingerie. Okay, so I've been to a few. But there's themes. There's themes. But you get there and people are just talking and they're drinking or they're whatever. It's like a regular party. But then like after an hour, you're like, oh, you know, oh, are they having sex over there? Oh, there's like a piles of bodies having sex. Or these people go off into this room and people are just sort of having like consensual sex with people that they've met at a party and then they go home with their partners. And for a lot of couples, like I met, and I was of course like interviewing people. They're like, not on, I didn't have my mic, but yeah. I was like, so how long ago we've been together 20 years and our sex life was, you know, we realized that we kind of wanted to explore. And we like this one couple like flies in from London every month to go to this party in LA where that's the one time a month where they explore. Like, I think she's with other women and he's with women too, or Couples have all different kinds of arrangements, but basically it's a safe place where they can go live out fantasies or have other experiences and they go back home and it's Mm. isolated there. And what's great for many couples is that they then use it as fodder. Like they keep – that's their own porn. They're like, oh, that was so hot, Mm -hmm. watching you with somebody else. And or maybe just that one thing they need to kind of rekindle their own flame. But you're right. There is a separation of like entertainment. And, like, a fun experience versus being, like, we're here to fall in love with people. But then, I mean, polyamory is also, Polyamory okay. is a little bit different. That That's tricky. I mean, it's all tricky. Like, I could go to a play party and fall in love with someone. Yeah. That, you could be monogamous and fall. You could walk into, like, Walgreens and fall in love with someone, too. Yeah. So it's all, like, that could happen. Um, and it does happen. It's true. But, yeah, polyamory is more like I'm going on dates with people separate than my partner. But mm-hmm. a play party, I think, is a fun place for people to start. And it sounds like if everyone's on the same page, everyone's like, I'm here to have fun. No one's like, hey, do you want to leave your husband? Like everyone is in that same mindset. Exactly. So it's like, it must be a crazy energy. It is. It's crazy energy. It's fun though. It's really, really fun. Have you ever had any like awkward moments? I haven't. No, I've had fun experiences. I like I've played around at parties. Yeah. I didn't even talk about this in my podcast. I was like, oh, I'm not going to talk about my sex life in my podcast. But I'm going to talk about it in your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we played. My partner and I, like, had some fun just – and it was, like, really hot. And you don't have to play if you don't want to. No. That's the other thing. You do not have to have sex at a sex party. It's kind of like – what was I going to say? I was thinking about it. It's like, kind of like karaoke. Like, you get there and you're like, should I not – you know you go to karaoke bar, you're like, I'm not going to sing. There's no fucking way. I'm not singing. And then you're like – Maybe I will. And then it's like, please give the mic to someone else. But then you're like, but then you're like, maybe I will. I think a sex party is like that. Like, you don't have to do care. You don't have to have sex, but you might want to. And if you don't, that's what I'm telling you. It's the most most open. No one's like checking you out. No one's making you feel bad because literally people are vetted. And if the party, like vetted by meaning like they fill out a form, they signed a release, they have talks when they come in. It's like very Mm -hmm. like consensual. There's condoms everywhere and people are just sort of there for the same reason to like have a good time and rub their rub their nerve endings up against each other I have to ask you (laughs) I love that I have to ask you the like thing that was going around on TikTok where people were getting all worked up about body counts and obviously you know I asked I asked dudes on the street but what is your opinion on this day and age people still talking about body counts and how it it matters for a woman versus a man Oh, <laughs> don't punch a wall. So much. Someone accidentally sent me something, and some guy was literally still using the metaphor of being like about the key in the hole. <laughs> well, I don't know what the metaphor. They were like, "Well, a key is a master lock and could open everything. That's what you want, but you don't want um, a lock that can be opened by everything." Oh God! <laughs> I was like, what? "It's." Uh, but, it's and then terrible. I got stuck on YouTube, and the guy was like, "Yeah, like that's just a fact," and. 
But it, what's so funny is like I could lie to your face and be like one and you would never know. No. I don't think we should. Yeah, exactly. Well, yes. Also, people having sex with one person can have way more sex than someone who's had sex with four different people Exa- in a month. Yeah, I mean, exactly. <laughs> also, I'm 31. Like, what do you want me to do? Be hiding in a corner for 31 years? Right, exactly. <laughs> people are so judgy about this. And this is actually, I'm glad you brought this up because this is why literally I wrote this book, Smart Sex, because smart sex and the is not about you are not good in bed or having great sex because you slept with so many people that does not give you make you a great lover in and it fact, doesn't make you bad at sex no, if you've had a exactly. lot of sex exactly i'm so glad you said that because i hear from so many women and even last night i was at an event and a woman said to me like i'm so nervous cuz i'm dating a guy and he has more experience than i do that doesn't matter every time you have sex with somebody you have the opportunity to to create a sexual experience with that person starting where you're at it, it's not like you're like, well, I've got this move I'm going to bring in because I've been with so many people. And this is my – I'm telling you, I've been with the guy who's been with hundreds of women. Yeah. He was not my best lover. Pounding. Yeah. That just means he could like stick his dick in a lot of holes. It does not mean that he was – because what a great lover is, they are attentive. They listen. They ask questions. They pay attention to what you want. They remember. They care about your desires. You could create that with any person, it is not about the number. That's the same thing just with people in general. Like people be like, oh, this is a high value man or a high value woman. I'm like, it's about chemistry between two people. I don't give a fuck what college you went to. Exactly. That's not going to make me come. <laughs> exactly. That is not. Right. I don't want Absolutely not. No, not And even I've heard por- porn stars speak about like they'll feel like guys get nervous when they have sex with them. He's like, oh, she's a porn star. I better have some crazy moves. And she's like, I just want you to see me. Yeah. I think we all. Exactly. And connect with me and like, yeah, know what I want and listen to me. That's what we all want. That's exactly it. We want to, we want to be seen. Mm-hmm. We want somebody to, to, to look into our eyes sometimes, to like ravish us, to pay attention. I think we all want, want pleasure and to be seen. And yeah, I mean, porn stars too. Right? Porn stars are people, <laughs> porn too. Stars are people too. They're not. And I, and I get that too. People are like, what is it like when guys sleep with you? Like they must be intimidated or whatever. I'm like, I am not like swinging from the rafters. <laughs> I am not it's like. It's okay if you're into that. Sometimes maybe, but I'm just like, I just want to like. I just envisioned you like Tarzan being like, I'm coming. With like dildos hanging from my body. And like, I got like a tool belt with like lube on one side. Where'd you get that vine? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe every once in a while it'd be hot. But no, like there's a lot of pressure on sex and and what it should be. And yeah, the body count thing. Even the name body count is like so negative. Like I'm not murdering people. Exactly. Like it's not a bad thing. And let me just tell you this, this might come help. This might be helpful for people because I don't think that our, I wish, Hannah, I know you have a lot of listeners and people who love you and listen to your show. Unfortunately, I think that people are always going to judge on the number of people you slept with because this has come up for years. But I also want to let people know that you don't have to answer the question. Yes. And I did not know that. I was like, oh, if someone asks, you got to do it. My thing is I actually don't know. Like I wasn't keeping track. Right. Like, what, did I have an Excel doc? No. Yeah. Also, there's those moments where you're like, was that sex? Did that right. even, like, exactly. Define sex for me. I'm not counting that guy. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that was half in and then right. it didn't work. Like, right. I'm not exactly. putting that on my count. I actually, yeah, I don't have a list. I couldn't tell you. Um, and I, I even joke with my friend. I'm like, you ever forget if you fucked a guy or not? I do. <laughs> I do. Because I'm about the games, you know? <laughs> I'm like, ooh. And I'm like, did we end up? Or how did that end? I don't even know. But uh, <laughs> I've run into guys. I'm like, did we have sex? And then you feel bad because if you did, you like, oh, great. God, it was that good. And then he, it's, But it's like, yeah, I'm not fucking keeping track. I don't – I'm not like in a jail cell counting the days no. of people I murdered. So <laughs> also for the straight listeners, 
there's, you know, this big orgasm gap. Is there a way for girlies to communicate to have more orgasms in this? Because let's be honest, we can have multiple multiple orgasms. They can't. Yeah, they can't. How That's do you organize this, you know, <laughs> 10, 20, 30 minute thing we're doing the in gap. bed because if you get him too early it's like he'll do it but you're like because western men come they're like yeah they're like they can't even sleeping form a or eating pizza yeah exactly <laughs> eating pizza exactly like something they like roll over like sports center and then they're done you're like where's my orgasm yeah so, or if you come once it's like that's not really enough right for us yeah well women this is the thing this is i teach this to women all the time like we have this amazing refractory period so men they have a so refractory period means the time after orgasm that you can come again. For men, it's a lot longer. Like it's not as easy for men to come twice. But for women, we are like built for orgasm. Mm -hmm. And just because you haven't, like I hadn't had multiple orgasms until I really started this made this my life work. Wow. I was like faking orgasms. I was 35 too, just so you know. Like yeah. I didn't this was like my second career. So I really just was like faking them, didn't, didn't, didn't know I'd have orgasm, but the orgasm gap is real. So let's just explain what that is for a minute because like, first off, yes, we can have multiple orgasms and the gap refers to this. It refers to two things that I just think that people need to understand because it is something that we can, but, and to be aware of it so we can close the gap. The first thing is that in, and there have been many studies on this, that in most situations, a heterosexual, well, really don't no, know, any man. Mm -hmm. Most men are going to orgasm. Like nine and a half out of 10 men will have an orgasm in most situations. Mm -hmm. Straight women, it's like 60, 40 to 60%. Mm -hmm. Lesbian couples, much higher. Yeah, they're Because they know the parts. They're coming. Yeah. They're like, of course I'm coming. I come, you come. We're yeah. all going to come. <laughs> We're all coming. But, in, but we don't because- I joke, I'd get a U-Haul too if I just couldn't stop coming with exactly. someone. Exactly. <laughs> Like, this is it. I'm in. I know the parts we're in. Like, oh, oh my, my God. God. I love it. So, but but with – so that's the gap is that men – and then also then the other gap is that for the majority of men, they're going to come in between like eight – and people are – there's always a dispute in this. Like eight to ten minutes, let's say, a man's going to orgasm. For women, on average, it's between 20 and 40 minutes. So therein lies the, the gap that you're referring mathing. to. The math is not mathing. So this is what you got to do. First off – there was like one of the best sex books I think that was written, besides mine, of course. It's called <laughs> um, She Comes First. It was by mm. Ian Kerner. Uh, came out like 20 years ago. And just that notion of like, I know I'm going to get there, but let me make sure that I can get her there, right? So oral sex, majority of women are going to orgasm from a mouth or toys or fingers and not necessarily from a penis at all. So if you're with – and I'm not saying that there are many that can. Like, I mean – 20% of women, 25 can orgasm during penetration. It's so interesting that we have the same bodies with the same sexual organs, but some women come in different ways. Like, that's wild. Mm -hmm. It is wild. We all come in. Exactly. We come in. And so the way we come the most, no one tells us about. <laughs> I know. We come the, right, no one, because I don't want to, I don't want to say the patriarch again, because that's like no, three it's okay. times we in one interview. We could blame my mom at everything. Because I'm so not like that. And like half my audience is men too, like on my podcast, and I love men. I mean, just, but I just. men are self-aware. They know what they did. They are. They, they do what they did. Some do. But yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, we, we need to know about all of these things. Wait, well, what did you just say? I just got sidetracked. <laughs> Wait, the patriarch. We, we were talking oh, about the org how women have orgasms. Mostly oh, like toys and mouth and clit. Okay, because, 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 since the beginning of time that we can remember, fucking sex is based on penetration mm -hmm. because penetration leads to babies. 
procreation. And so if you, we are in a, like religion has dictated a lot of our laws. And so if you think sex is only supposed to happen for procreation, that we think any other kind of sex is wrong. So we focus on it. Penis goes in vagina, PV sex, as we call it in the business. Mm -hmm. That is the only kind of sex. But here we are saying that women don't realize. I mean, I felt so broken for so many years that I was not orgasming from jackhammer sex because that's the only sex I was having. And I wasn't even, sometimes I wouldn't feel anything. I got kind of numb. Mm. And it was like, because I've realized that a lot of the magic starts on the outside. Like our vulvas is where, and that's the external part of your vagina, where the clitoris is. There's all these nerve endings. Go five times slower, warm her up, use your mouth, get her to play with her nipples. Like we are covered in nerve endings. And then that's why foreplay is not just a suggestion. It's actually like a requirement for us. Do you think girlies should make it a rule that before they have sex, he should make you come. I I I just say like a rule, but I think consciousness and an intention that I'm not just because because girlies like me too. I did this for a lot. I was like, oh, we're having sex. I'm going to give you a blowjob, mm-hmm. right? It was mm-hmm. all about the blowjob. Blowjobs get the best <laughs> press. Or cunnilingus, which is a terrible word. Like oral, a lot of people don't know yeah. cunnilingus anymore. That term, which is oral sex at a woman, uh-huh. terrible press. Yeah, like. Oh, it's going to smell. And we are our own worst enemies. He's going down to us. We're like, it's taking too long. Do I smell? Does he really want to do it? Right? Yeah. Like, ah, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 let me just give you a blowjob. Yep. So that's what happened. We see it in movies, whatever. We have not glorified oral sex. And I'm here to, and so then guys don't do it. So I think that what girlies can do is. DJ Khaled was saying he doesn't like it. That's huge publicity. That was huge. But people went after him. I remember I was so angry that day. I was so fucking pissed when he was like, oh, I, I what did he say? Like, like I don't, this was like, I don't go down to my wife. Yeah. And like, I don't like it or something. I don't something. like it or it's whatever. But I'm telling you, <laughs> but also it's on us and a lot of in smart sex. I talk about in the oral sex chapter about learning to receive too, because there's a lot of women who are like, I don't even want to receive because I have shame about my parts because yes. I feel like he doesn't want to do it. So really, I think having the intention, being with a partner who you know wants to please you. And if you're a guy with a woman... I'm telling you, my best advice for you is to say to her, when you're going down on her, uh, relax. I'm not going anywhere. We have all night. Yes. And then you can tell her how good she smells, how good she tastes, lay back. And then she's going to be able to relax into her body and truly receive. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of women who are like, I don't like it. I can't do it. So especially younger women, I want to say. But it's actually a lot, all women. Do you think talking during sex is helpful? Like, like just about Sexy what talk. you want? Dirty talk? I love <laughs> yeah. dirty talk. Yeah. yeah. I think for some, again, it could be whatever turns people on. Yeah. I think dirty talk is really, really hot. I yeah. think that I think that talking about like um, giving constructive criticism during sex is not helpful. Like, mm-hmm. like think like unless you're in pain, be like, that hurts. Like, ow. Or, but you could like guide, right? Guide, yeah. gently guide for Gent- sure a during gentle sex. Guide, no a gentle guide. A gentle is very, very helpful for sure. But but I think you go yeah. weak. Yeah, like, that's what you got. Like, what are you doing there? Or if it turns him on, I could say, he wants to be like that. After all these years, this is all you're gonna do. Yeah, exactly. You want to criticize him in the bedroom. Most uh, most constructive sex talks should happen outside the bedroom. Yeah, but definitely in the bedroom. Guide, show them what you like. Reinforce. That's the other thing. Reinforce. Be like. That was great sex last night. This yes. is what this is what we got to encourage people to do. Like a high five, play by play, a high five. I've done, <laughs> I've done that with my partner. I'm like, that was freaking awesome. And it takes two to tango. Yeah, and I do feel like yeah, you're not just like watching him waiting to see what he does. Like you guys are doing this thing together. But I I know with myself, TMI, the sex feels better 
if I orgasm before it. Yes. Absolutely. The, the penetration feels better. And mean. I think it feels better for him too. Yeah. Because I'm like ready to go. Can you And you can orgasm again sometimes? I, I prefer – I can orgasm again, but it's – penetration is not my thing. Yeah. I never it. was. I mean I probably could like focus harder. It's another thing I need to do list. I could probably meditate on that. You've got a lot of skills. It's okay. I'm a little bit <laughs> But I find together is good. Together. But that I discovered by myself. What together? Veg- that penetration and like toy and mm-hmm. clitoral. Yes. Clitoral, yes. But that's, that's way too many moving pieces to like have a guy experiment with you for like in the, when I was young. Yeah, I think we have to normalize vibrators and clitoral stimulation because that is where the magic is. I just have to tell you that 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 externally is where women, the majority of them, are going to orgasm. And even the women who can orgasm during penetration, it's because usually they're grinding their pelvic bone against, like if they're on top, which is also the so position. So it's not penetration. No, it's not. Think about it. Like if the penis is going inside to the back of the vagina, that's not going to feel good. Yeah. But if there's some rubbing, yes. so if you're on top and you're like rubbing and grinding your pelvic floor on it, that's what can feel great. And there's also studies that show that the women who can orgasm during penetration, there's like a, a study, a research that shows that their clitoris is closer to their vaginal opening. And if your clitoris, the closer it is to your vaginal opening, which simply means your clitoral nerves are being rubbed. So you're easily. having a yeah, clitoral. it's literally the way you're born. Penetration yeah, orgasm. That's what it is. Wow. And you can't tell just by looking at it probably. Unfortunately, no. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But you'll know. <laughs> you'll feel it. You'll feel it. I, I, so I'm all – I really am so obsessed with sexual education. I, I've been doing this thing where I'm asking guys the shape of a clitoris. A, oh, oh, I saw you on the street. That's oh, idea. yeah, the street stuff. I'll I do the shape your of the street cl- stuff. Thank you. Girl. But it's, it's so funny to me because these are like smart, like successful people. And we'll bring people on stage sometimes during Giggly Squad shows and ask married men like about clitoris. <laughs> And I know, because when I was 18 and I learned the shape of a clitoris, I was like, wait, I did not know that, and I'm a woman. Yeah, yeah. So the amount of men, and it's like, it's not embarrassing. It's like, now you know. The more you know, and because people think the shape of it is just like a circle or it's something. Just, they think it's like this little tiny bud. Yeah, a little bud. it beam. is a wishbone. Like, literally, the clitoris is is this little bud, but then it has 12,000 nerve endings mm-hmm. that extend. Let me just, a circumcised penis has 4,000. Wow. We have three times the amount of nerve endings. And so it is that little bud. But if you look at it this way, I wish I brought my, my vulva puppet. <laughs> Usually I have it with me. I have a vulva puppet. Did I use it last time we talked maybe on our Zoom? I probably did. I always like whip it out. But I didn't bring it to New York. But I but I should have. But you, it's like. She's so, in L.A. <laughs> like, so I live in L.A. and I forgot my friggin' vulva puppet. I'm so mad. Can we pull it up on the screen? No, because it's like I need to show you. I'll, I'll pop it up I'll on, the pop on the screen. Yeah. Okay. So here's but then it has legs. The clitoris has legs. So you know when you rub the labia, which is the lips, sometimes that can feel good too with a light touch. It's because you are stroking the legs of the yeah. clitoris. Yeah. It's going deep inside of us. Yeah. We got to know that shit. Uh, yes. And that's why you could go like side to side and it yes, hits something. Exactly. The Kiven method. That's also in my book. That is a top oral sex move. That That's a, a thigh to thigh movement. You are hitting more nerve endings rather than up up and down. And I think if guys got like nerdy with this, it would be cool. I love a nerdy sex guy. Yeah, yeah like get, cool. get into it like it's a video game that you have to figure out. Exactly. And you're on this journey instead of just kind of being like, I'm tall. Yeah, <laughs> I'm tall. Exactly. I'm tall. I'm going to get laid no matter what. And like, it doesn't mean that it's good sex. And we can, the good thing about though, why I wrote this book, Too Smart Sex, is because 
it doesn't mean like you don't get to a point where first off, you're like, I won the awards. I'm smart at sex. Now I can go learn to like play golf. Sure. You're not like, I'm a magician now. You come, you come, you come. Exactly. It's not so much like that, but it's more like we can actually learn. Like sex is a skill set. Just like everything we do that we do in life that we're good at, that we enjoy, we had to work at. You can learn how to be a great lover. And most of us, again, my heart goes out, like even the jackhammer guys, like they don't know any better. Yeah, they watch porn and women. To be honest, I didn't say anything when I was eighteen. I was like, "This must be it." <laughs> like, when is this going to be over? Like, but but this is must. You know, I, I but I did. I didn't think it was okay to speak up. Yeah. And so we, they don't know either. But it's on us too to like say, "Hey, I'm learning something." I was listening to Hannah's podcast and I actually. Because I know it's hard for people to, yeah. t- to talk about it and just say, I would, would you blame love to? Us. Blame us. I say that all the time. Like, blame me. Say, like, sex with Emily. Hannah Burner said that we actually probably could learn, have a lot to learn here. I also love that you brought up um, vibrators because mm-hmm. the first person who ever gave me a vibrator was a girlfriend. Because, like, I was too nervous about it. Yeah. And she, for whatever reason, was comfortable enough to be like, you're a woman now. And then I might... One of my other friends, I gave her a vibrator. And after she, that was her permission to like start, like, it's, I'm not freaky. My friend gave it to me. It's my friend. She's crazy. Right. Let's try it. And then now she cannot have sex without it. Okay. So I almost feel like we have to have like a national holiday where you get your girly mm-hmm. a vibrator. Absolutely. Like buy your friend a vibrator. I, I think it's a great that. gift. I that. Because if a guy gets it f- to you, for you, you're like, okay, creepy. <laughs> Unless you guys talk about it ahead of time. Unless it's like. But like, I love that idea. I mean, I, it's funny because I do that anyway. Like if you, if you had me, this is what I do. Like if you had a dinner party or if you invite me to dinner party, hopefully we'll hang out. Yeah. I will bring you, I will bring people. I don't bring wine. I bring a bottle of lube. Yes. I bring a sex toy. Ah. And if it's a baby shower, I bring this rubber ducky sex toy that goes in the shower that looks like a rubber ducky and a sex toy because people don't do it enough. But I love the idea of gifting pleasure. Yes. You're literally saying, I love our friendship. I want you to have more orgasms, which literally. are It's the to best idea. To this day, idea. my friend but and I will talk about it. She's like, remember when you got me? It was like a little, it was like a, um, a pepper. It was like a cute pepper. And then I got her one that was like a lipstick. And yeah. she thought it was so cool. That's so cool. There are <laughs> lipstick vibes. Yeah, it's true. I love that you did that. I mean, yeah. I think like just, just, but it's just like take someone, the shame out of it. It was literally like Starbucks, like when you like buy for the person behind you. Like that's how I think the girlies I have to do it. I love this idea. Should and we do it like what? National Vibrator Day? I think Day? there needs to be like a we don't. buy your bestie a vibe your, or exactly. something. Exactly. We'll come. We'll talk we'll to start the marketing team. Okay, let's do it. Let's talk to our marketing teams and, and we could maybe and we'll do a collab of some kind. I would love that. Let's do it. People talk to my. I always want to go exactly. I always want to go cross country on a bus and have like a lube dispenser on the back and just like throw toys out the window and be like, "This is the Sex with America tour," and I just want to hand out vibes. And, so do you want to do that? Do you go on a bus for your comedy tours? I People don't. don't go on buses but anymore. I would because you have to like. Same. It's a lot of logistics. Yeah. But I love a bus. I would do it. I could sleep anywhere. Yeah. Same. Party I, on a bus. So you've fun. been doing this for twenty years. Yeah. How did you have the balls? No pun intended. To do this and not have people say, look at that sex-talking slut? It's a great question. And I think I didn't – I honestly have never been that obsessed with what what people think of me. In other ways, I do. I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't call that person back. Are they mad at me? But with this shit, I don't worry about. I'm like, fuck it. Because once I started getting into the business of pleasure, once I started, like, realizing, like, oh, my God, women need to know – like, it was like what you're saying, like – 
I can't believe we didn't know. I couldn't stop talking about sex with everybody that I didn't even <laughs> fucking care. Yeah. I was like, you can come after me all you want. Also, but people coming you know? after you are not coming. Exactly. <laughs> if you're com- if you're judging me about sex and you're judging myself and you think it's a terrible thing and it's sinful, like you're not, yeah, you you need to be having a lot more pleasure. Yeah. And and I just honestly I didn't. I really didn't even think about it because I was so you know when you when you were it's like I was in the zone I was like this is yes. changing the world you I felt like you stop. found your path I found my path you know what it's like when you felt like you probably feel this way when you do like your sets or yeah. your comedy and you're like I know I knew the first podcast that this is talking about sex that this is my career like I felt like this is the one I'm in I love it Never so much because I I'll do like influencing and stuff and well um, sexual wellness companies will reach out with vibes or lube. And I remember other girls being like, I would never do partnerships like that. But I remember when I'd read the brief, I'd be like, this is educating women. I'm like, this is sexual health. Sexual health. I'm not just like selling dildos in a way to be like, I don't know what they thought it was. But I was like, this is helping more than that T-shirt you're promoting. Exactly. And do you realize this was probably only five years ago, right? That It was still shameful a little bit. Yes. I, and I started like I'd say four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like, oh, even my agent was like, oh, no, like n- no one's going to, you know, you got to change the name of your show. That was like t- 18 years. He's like, no one, oh, you'll never get a sponsor. So yeah. Like I was with a big agency and they were like, oh, yeah, like we love it. Sex with Emily. That's really cute. But you'll never get a sponsor, right? You'll never get out there. I mean, it was different in 2005 for sure than it and is And you now. wanted to keep sex because you said could have said pleasure. You could have said you wanted to just. Be I wanted like, to keep sex with Emily. Like I wanted to be like this is what it is. I mean, not really set people like it's. Yeah, it's not, it's just literally. I thought I would get you know definitely get people's attention, but also mm-hmm. I just knew and I knew that right away. You know, when you get, I got great responses from people and they had questions, and I knew that I wasn't alone because at the beginning I wasn't the expert. I went back to school and got my doctorate early on. I was just like learning with everybody, and it was like oh my god, people were like I'm my first orgasm now, and I'm learning so. Well, you are doing so many amazing things for this planet, for pleasure, for everybody. I highly recommend you guys go read her. This What number book are you on? Smart Sex. This is my second book. Your second. Your second book, Smart Sex. Dr. Emily Morse. Where can people follow you? Get the book. Give me the tea. Okay. You can find me, Sex with Emily, everywhere. Sexwithemily.com. We have a new marketplace we just launched with all of my favorite toys. Uh, Sex with Emily on social media. My podcast is Sex with Emily. We release two episodes a week, and you can buy the book wherever you buy books smart sex yay thanks yay. so much for coming thanks we'll talk for to me. you later bye <laughs>